Hello, I'm Tiffany Dillon. And I'm Kevin Dillon. And And this this is Fake Fake Headlines Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 99. 99. 99 Luff Podcasts. 99 Fake Headlines. (laughs) We've made it all the way to 99. Woo. One away from 100. (laughs) Well, that's why they call us the song parody King and Queen of Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) We really nailed it. We did it. We did nail it. Yeah. Just so you guys know, we did not practice that one iota. I know. Can you believe that? And I think we we sound like a well-oiled machine. Off the top of our heads. We're like a well-oiled karaoke machine. Yeah. That's That's what our voices are. I'm pretty sure that karaoke machines need oil to go. Yeah. And so do I. (laughs) <laughs> i'm a tin woman y- y- well that's not true you i'm are... a tin gunman <laughs> <laughs> well you do make it work <laughs> <laughs> so Thank you. yes you're welcome uh yeah fake headlines podcast uh this has been a fun week for us we've uh, we voted we voted. Weekend. We did it. We did the early voting. Early voting in New York State uh, began uh, this weekend, so we we took advantage of that and we did it. We did it. We went Sunday and uh, waited in line about forty five minutes. Yeah, I'd say about forty five. Yeah, I uh, caused a little bit of a scene when I went to park. I, I guess it was abrupt. <laughs> you did. I because <laughs> like I did kind of a U turn to parallel park. And I could see that there was cars coming toward me. So I tried to hurry. So I shifted it. Like I I did the U-turn and went to park and then I didn't have quite enough room. So I went to shift it into reverse, did not make it there, shifted it into neutral and just rev that fucking engine. (laughs) And and boy, the old people standing in line waiting to, to, uh, to vote. They, they turned at us and they were like, wow, they stared blankly at us. They mean business. And so (laughs) Kevin and I both actually like looked out our window of our car and like gave gave a wave, wave, gave him a a nod. I pulled down my mask so they could see my face in full view. And (laughs) yep, that was me. And no one blinked. Everyone just stared blankly at us. And (laughs) it was really funny. As we walked by the line of people, um, I don't know if they looked at us or not i couldn't bring myself to stare at them in the eyes so i just looked at my phone like flipping between apps like i had business (laughs) to do (laughs) it was really funny the safety of my car is one thing (laughs) (laughs) that's why when we got out of the car i suggested walking around the building the other way around because i didn't want to go and you're like let's just go this way and i was thinking to myself right by the judgmental people and you were like but you had a plan you were buried in your phone the whole way <laughs> I just, I just like really animatedly had a talk with you. Like move my hands a lot. Like we're having a big conversation <laughs> when really it was just like, so I guess we'll, after this, we'll go get some groceries and then go to thing. I don't know. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Oh, look at these signs. Ah! <laughs> it was really fun. Who do you think you're going to vote for? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't made up my mind yet. <laughs> we have. Uh, we did. Um, so that was fun. That was fun and adventurous. And um, a very small building. Like we, the place we voted in, I mean, there were probably. It was a big building, small space. Small. Yeah. They, <laughs> the area that you actually vote, there was like two little computers that you could put your Scantron voting thing into. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like three or four people voting at once. 
It was pretty small. I think it was like, it was two tables set up with like a total of like six little areas. Okay. So it was, okay. So it was like a big, tall, uh, sort of government building, but it was like, they just had just the, the lobby. Yeah. We were in the lobby, weren't we? <laughs> of the space open for you to vote in. Cause I noticed one of the doors behind where the people were sitting said like town water authority and yeah. like it was like we were in there just in the hallway yeah they put some machines in the hallway for us to vote in <laughs> and they were bringing people in a half dozen at a time getting them in getting them out yeah yeah it's very weird yeah i'm thankful though it went out i seemed too. to go without a hitch they had like they had a a real system going there they did it they did a good job and it did go pretty fast i thought yeah i, I was nervous that we'd be there for hours and uh thankfully things were moving along pretty quick we were in mm-hmm. and out mm-hmm voted the computer said that counted our vote and that's what that's what matters we went on with our day and uh went grocery shopping so yeah and we voted with our dollars we did we did (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that means i don't either we did not get a vote i voted sticker yeah i you know i think i've only gotten an i voted sticker like once me too Mm. And it was when I was voting in a small town. Like I've never, <laughs> since we've been in Buffalo, I've never gotten an I voted sticker. Yeah, neither have I. But you know what? I know in my heart that I went and did my civic duty. That is true. And we got our voting in early enough where we can go back and do it a second time. Maybe they'll have stickers. That's such a lie. <laughs> I think I think you're allowed to do that, right? That's a lie. No? That's that... misinformation, Kevin. All right. I'm sorry. Don't listen to me, folks. Misinformation. Look, Check your local election board if yourself. If you live in the U.S. of A., you can only vote once. That's correct. That, so... that I did know. Here we are. That I didn't know. And I believe at the top of this program, you heard some information on voting. Yeah. So So if you have any questions, just hit that that 15 second back (laughs) about 500 times and uh, listen to those little ads. They'll they'll help you out and set you up. And if you're outside of the U.S., I'm sure you know what's going on here and what things are like, um, because it's hard for the Americans to keep quiet, isn't it? And um, so, so hopefully soon you won't hear so much uh, bullshit coming out of us. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and if you're in the U S go vote. Yes. That's it. I saw somebody on the news this morning and they were like, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Just get out and vote. Oh, it absolutely means it, it does. Absolutely. It important does matter. It yeah. does matter. And oh, you God, should be informed doesn't. for whom you're voting. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was an odd. Con- like I know they're just trying to get people out to vote, but don't, don't say that. Yeah. Just know what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Please know what you're doing or stay <laughs> How do you think we got here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. It's almost over. Hopefully. Oh, God. Anyway. So Fake Headlines Podcast, Kevin, what is it we do here? Well, Tiffany, my wife, what we do here is we have gone our separate ways this week, scouring the internet for the weirdest, funniest articles we can find. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have found one and you have found one. And then in addition... We've each come up with a couple of fake headlines of our own, and we will now pitch each other three headlines. Mm-hmm. Only one is going to be real, mm-hmm. and we will try to figure out what these articles could be about. We'll have some laughs. We'll see where the conversation takes us, and then we will reveal the real article at the end. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, huh? That sounds right. And Tiffany, if I check the official rule book and the scorecard, I believe you are going first this week. I am. And so with that, my wife, I ask you, what are your three headlines for this week? Very good question, Kevin. Please hold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll be right back after these words. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Headline number one, Kevin. 
divers discover possible underwater vortex. Oh, I love a good vortex. You know this. Divers discover possible underwater vortex. Wow. Exciting. That is exciting. Takes you away. That story makes me wet. Because then you'll the- love this next one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> the headline is This is nuts. <laughs> A stowaway squirrel flies first class coast to coast. (laughs) (laughs) This is nuts. This is nuts. (laughs) A stowaway squirrel flies first class. Class. Coast to coast. I can't even get through this. First class even. Wow. First class. You know how much that is for a squirrel? That's a lot of money for Mm -hmm. anybody, let alone a squirrel. It's a lot of nuts. (laughs) The overhead compartment, you open it up, it's just all nuts falling out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Headline number three. Giant 2,000-year-old cat found etched into desert hillside in Peru. Giant 2,000-year-old cat? Yeah, it's found etched into a desert hillside in Peru. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stupid. (laughs) Well, this story is the cat's meow. Yep. Not a real, like a painting of a cat. Not a, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll to, get to it. To, Whatever. My mind is racing right no, now. No, I can't wait. So let's go to the beginning here. Headline number one, divers discover an underwater vortex. Yeah. So let's say, now, you and I have some experience with vortexes. Uh, we, uh, over the years, we've had various uh, knowledge and, uh, and uh, interactions with such. Right. Uh, for one, you grew up... Uh, adjacent to a popular vortex in a New York state Mm -hmm. in the state. Yeah. Uh, An area where now a vortex is an unusual uh, sort of line of energy running through the earth. Would that be a a proper way to discuss that? I would say that's, that's appropriate. Let's see if we can, we can find something. I wish I didn't have to read like someone's bullshit. What is a, (laughs) So a vortex could be like a a whirling mass of water. It could be a rapid rotary movement of cosmic matter around the center of like a star or a solar system. But that's not, that doesn't help us either. Well, okay. So in, in doing a quick Google search, uh, in, uh, what an energy vortex is, it says, uh, it uses Sedona, for example, because it's from Sedona. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a vortex? Is Sedona vortexes, the proper grammatical term vortices, is rarely used, are thought to be swirling centers of energy that are conductive to healing, meditation, and self-exploration. Hmm. These are places where the earth seems especially alive with energy. Wow. Now, the vortex near where I grew up. Now that was more of a time vortex. That's yeah. That vortex is a little bit different um, in, in its definition. Also want to point out that that park was uh, designed by Frederick law Olmsted where the time vortex is. Oh really? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Me either. Hmm. Yeah, that that vortex near where I grew up, they say, is um, more of a time vortex, right? Mm-hmm. So, because I think I think the idea around it is that it uh, people will disappear and then reappear elsewhere. Right. Have right. I tried it? No. Yeah. So, the, so there's like slips in time, and in the it can affect your body in weird ways, causing nausea and confusion yeah maybe blackout periods yeah which are all things that happen in a park anyway when you're young because you're usually there partying right absolutely time goes quickly because you're drunk (laughs) you're a little sick to your stomach unless you're me as a teenager in which case my friends and i went ghost hunting oh perfect (laughs) in that park with the vortex oh great did you bring a ouija board uh no we never brought a ouija board there we always brought like uh just a tape recorder and like a notebook mm-hmm. and classic ghost hunting gear. Classic, classic classic did you ever catch any sounds or anything like that on the tapes um yes Ooh. i w- was not there for this particular one for some reason but i know that my friends caught like a horse like a, the sound of a horse galloping like really? that's kind of unmistakable that's weird yeah a ghost horse yeah like the sound of like hooves like running through the park wow mm-hmm. that's weird yeah huh yep so other than that i'm sure we caught other stuff but i, I didn't have control of the recorder and i yeah. also can't remember it was, it was a while ago 20 years ago yeah yeah well i know when, when we were in sedona we were there were signs like there was a vortex here mm-hmm. and, pl- and things like that and we had mm-hmm. some fun goofing around making some funny videos and interacting with it yeah it, but you could actually see the energy in the earth yes so the tree like there were differently uh differently uh there were different trees that had like the roots were in a weird way yeah where, like it looked like energy had affected them differently than other things around it yeah so like the trees that were on the ground looked like they had been um almost like twisted so like you take a piece of play-doh and you have like just like a straight line with it and it's like you taken each end and just twisted it yeah exactly and that's how these trees looked and then also if you looked at some of the rock formations if you looked up in a direct line you could see how not just those trees but like looking all the way up to the top of the rock like even the rock itself looked like it had been swirled around Mm -hmm. like like there had been a, a little tornado going around yeah. it for a long time to right. cause like these sort of ridges. Like a tornado of energy. Yeah. 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 That's what they used to call me. <laughs> tornado T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so weird. So who knows what that, uh, if, if any, if any effect that it kind of has on the human body, mm-hmm. we don't know. So how do you think you could see this in water? Because divers found this. So do you think like, do you think it was more of like an energy one that they could see like energy moving? Do you think it was more of like a time and space sort of thing? Yeah, I don't know. I I imagine it would being like a a swirling water maybe of some kind or light Mm -hmm. swirling. Or maybe if it was a time thing, maybe they saw like a a person with one of those old timey scuba things on uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're just and they were in black and white and it was like whoa that's weird like where are you from <laughs> and it quickly vanished and they were off and they all of a sudden they found themselves in that park yeah yeah at. yeah and someone called their walking horse hooves and they were very offended by that yeah yeah, yeah it could be <laughs> could be i imagine some kind of like uh i imagine maybe it was a similar deal where if they observed something maybe it was like twisted coral or some kind of 
anomaly of that nature, maybe, mm-hmm. as opposed to like visually, because I don't know. I mean, I doubt anybody's been able to capture uh, time vortexes with the video or, you know, of a, or cameras or audio, but maybe. Right, right. Unless like, unless you were able to set up an underwater camera that was able to do like a time lapse. Mm hmm. Maybe you could you could capture something like that. That could be. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe a time lapse where a time vortex is would cause a time twister. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you take a baby down there uh, in a diving suit and let <laughs> yes. it crawl through the vortex and it comes back with a college degree. <laughs> totally safe. <laughs> also budget friendly. Right. That's a great. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you learn, kid? All about time and space? Terrific. Let's go. <laughs> we'll tell you, that looks like a Harvard degree. All right. We're Perfect. good. Perfect. Well, I don't have to pay for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Just sending your baby in an underwater vortex <laughs> for schooling. Easy parenthood, right? <laughs> Cheaper than boarding school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm dropping my son off at college today. That's going in the water. But <laughs> well, you're back. Ten, it's only been like 10 minutes. Yeah, but it was four years for young Thomas. He's now got his degree in Aww. biology. And you were worried about being an old dad. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Maybe Turns I'll out now you're the same age. Oh, how weird. <laughs> <laughs> he actually uh, got stole my job from me. <laughs> he is uh, way more qualified. Get out of here, old timer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if like, like they always uh, like that's one of the theories of time travel is like like the some kind of wormhole between uh, periods of time. So time kind of bends. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll be able to actually, it's all theoretical, right? I mean, there's no way to really build something that causes that to happen. But could you imagine if that was possible? Like, yeah, it's just, I don't want it. I don't want to either. I think we would melt. Mm-hmm. I think our bodies aren't meant for that. Our brains are, I feel like our brains are only capable of understanding time in a point A, point B sort of thing. Like yeah. there, there has to be like, like you say wormholes. So there has to be like some pathway, like a road to get there. You mm-hmm. can't just, it's, it's not like checkers where you're able to skip the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like you, and then you, suddenly you're a king, you know, mm-hmm. I, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our brains are only able to understand like a, a pathway like mm-hmm. that and and to uh, uh imagine time in a way in which we're able to like jump around like that i i think it's dangerous and i also think we're incapable yeah i think so too and if you ever without see, going crazy yeah we're barely able to function with technology that we have right now i know it's very clear to us that you know our brains have changed and we've gotten yeah. a little dumber we're already screwed up i can't imagine the ability to hop through time yeah <laughs> we are ill prepared for that <laughs> we're not built for that <laughs> but i imagine like uh, sticking like a uh like maybe it's a, a way to, if it is a time vortex where it, you're seeing immediate results like that, maybe with fish, you're seeing a, like a tiny minnow float in and then comes out like a shark or something, you know, you're seeing like a immediate transformation in, in wildlife. If it's immediate, this is what I would do. I would 
take all of the ingredients to a Chicago deep dish pizza, put it through that vortex so it comes back instantly <laughs> done and I don't have to wait an hour. You don't have to wait that hour for that <laughs> slow baking. <laughs> that, you know, like I approve. I approve that kind of time lapse. Like you're hungry. You want it now. Okay. I love your idea of deep dish sea pizza <laughs> I love it. It's in a, a safety waterproof box. It doesn't come out soggy. It comes out hot and steamy and fresh, ready to go. <laughs> I like this a lot. That's a great idea. <laughs> Underwater sea pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deep sea dish. No anchovies, please. Um, but Deep yeah. sea dish. <laughs> I imagine it's uh, more of a less fanciful uh, type of situation, more of a maybe a light show that they're seeing or more of like the vegetation twisting. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the more uh, logical choice there. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's just deep dish pizzas are growing at the bottom of the sea. I'd, I'd take a look Who down knows? there. I'd, I'd be willing to put on a wetsuit for that. Knows? All these pizzas free of anchovies though. Yes. Thank God. Thank no one wants that. Too much. That's gross. Unless you're a Ninja Turtle, which case, you know, throw out a little extra. Yeah, you deserve it. All that Kung Fu and you need some energy, you know, extra protein. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ninja Turtles. You are a big fan. Kevin, headline number two. Yes. Headline number two. This is nuts. A stowaway squirrel flies first class, coast to coast. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Imagine it. <laughs> a stowaway squirrel. I imagine a squirrel like in one of those first class seats with like a little like uh, thing mask. over its eye, sleep mask on and like a warm towel around its head. Yeah. Just enjoying it. Yeah. Just really loving life. Yeah. It's got a little like maybe like a blanket just wrapped around its tail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a second one for its little body. Yeah, just more, you know, just getting a second thing of peanuts from the snack machine well, thing. Why not? It's all why nuts. Not? Let's get nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the squirrel, you ever think about that? You ever think about how like tiny animals can can hop a plane and just be like, I'm starting a new life. <laughs> you know, like they just, right. they're just like, I'm out of here. Do you think that they sneak, sneak <laughs> the in? character from the stage. They put all <laughs> they put all their stuff in a kerchief on a stick. Yeah, yeah. And then just you know, hitch a ride to the airport. Yep. Yeah, I meant. Do you think they they hopped in through someone's bags, or do you think they like climbed in when no no when nobody was looking? They maybe maybe they climbed in when no one was looking, or maybe they put on like a flight attendant uniform and just kind of like, hey, everybody, I'm just here for my job. <laughs> Nothing to see. Starts here. giving like directions on how to behave in, in case of an emergency. <laughs> Checks with the person in the exit row. They know they're not they- qualified, but they just take the nod anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like anybody else would. Yeah. They describe the uh, flotation device situation. Yeah. Yeah. The air masks. They take out the pamphlet that's way bigger than the squirrel is, but <laughs> they take it out and show it, flip it around, show it. <laughs> i've noticed the last several times we've flown they really have sped up and really kind of dumbed down that uh that whole little presentation mm-hmm. like sometimes they just have like audio playing and the person just holds the paper up yeah and they're not even they don't really have to do anything anymore yeah yeah because it used to be like the the actual flight attendant would say that whole spiel yeah yeah but i think sometimes also there's like someone who's saying the spiel and then there's another flight attendant who's going through the motions right right mm-hmm. it's like one gets to narrate 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm really concerned for the people who aren't sure how a seatbelt works. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, also, what is the seatbelt really necessary at that point? I mean, you're flying at like hundreds of miles an hour and you have a lap belt on. I'm sure it helps when there's like turbulence and stuff. I guess so. Yeah. For the most I would want to be buckled up. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, it doesn't seem like it's really going to help. Like, if you crash, it's, it's not going to be like... Oh, well, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... Neither will a flotation device. <laughs> right. They're just like, by the way, there's a little... Your seat becomes a flotation device. If you crash in a land, well, I guess it's still a device, right. isn't it? Right. If you happen <laughs> and to... And so are you. <laughs> if you happen to be able to stomp out the fire with the, your seat and then get <laughs> to the water, uh, sure, you can use it as a fl- <laughs> flotation device, but good luck. <laughs> be sure to remember all of these directions on how to put the mask properly on your face so that you can get air and then help the person next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we cra- I think if we started going down, I would faint. So I would be of no help to anybody. Yeah. I would put my mask on and then help you. As they say. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. You would need to be prepared to help me because I would be <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um i would make things much more uncomfortable for everybody (laughs) someone stick that guy with a tranquilizer the squirrel on the other hand i think would have things under control i think the squirrel would be like in charge of things be able to get to places quickly help people with their mask real quick you know i feel like the squirrel if if there was an emergency could avoid impact by like leaping at the last second yeah, like, like you do in an elevator. Impact. Yeah, I think a squirrel could pull that off. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, like they would, they would know. Yeah. They would know what that that element of flight feels like because yeah. they fly from branch to branch all the time. Exactly. This yeah. is this is the this is what they've been built for. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you don't know what kind of squirrel this is. Maybe it's one of the ones that's a flying one. That could be. It's well, a, I mean, it's it a is. new term for a flying squirrel. It is flying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Would a little mask drop down for the squirrel? You think? Uh, yeah, probably. Why not? Yeah, why not? Squirrel-friendly airlines? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it is a stowaway, so who knows how friendly it is, but, but, you know. If you were next to a squirrel, would you try to help the squirrel first before helping me? Oh, you're paused. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's fine. Well, we learned a lot right there. (laughs) No, I was actually surprised where the end of that sentence went. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would help you first. All right. Um, there was just a little bit of, of a hesitation there. That was really, it. was upsetting. <laughs> we'll talk later. I thought you were going to say before you helped yourself and then you said you and then I was <laughs> just... <laughs> We'll talk after the show, too. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Stowaway squirrel. <laughs> Do you think these squirrels family was worried? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would would worry too. Yeah. Do you think the squirrel was taken into custody for violating any sort of aviation law? Um, probably by someone. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like, have you ever seen the squirrel police? Yeah, I've seen them. They are hardcore. Yeah, they don't take no nothing. (laughs) 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 Can you imagine? Um, now thinking about this in a real way, like. If, if someone was afraid of, um, you know, anything in nature and they were on a plane and they saw a squirrel running on the floor, 
how do you think that person would respond? And what kind of hysteria do you think would occur on board an airline? It would get really bad really quickly, I think. Yeah. I would probably jump into your arms for one. Scooby-Doo Scooby style. style. Yes, okay. exactly. Because exactly. of a squirrel? No, I think I'd be okay because I would probably uh, have a face mask on and a face shield so I would feel protected. Uh-huh. So that would give me uh, some false confidence uh-huh. in the situation. I don't think I would be that concerned about it. Yeah. Really? Not a, not a squirrel. I'd be concerned about a snake. Oh, a snake on a plane. Have you seen that movie? No, but I think I understand the premise. I, uh, I would never watch that. That sounds horrifying. They probably me. should have thought more into how they were naming that movie. Cause like, I feel like it just kind of gave away the whole thing. You know, <laughs> there's no element of surprise right. anymore. Right. Like all of a sudden, you know, like there's just too many. What's this movie about? Mm, snakes. Uh, I mean, it's kind of right there on a plane. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> mystery solved yeah i think it's why well, you know how i feel about snakes i do not like them I, one iota yeah so a snake on a plane is pretty bad pretty yeah. bad yeah yeah or any animal that would like emit a smell would be bad news like a skunk or something of that nature well any animal can emit a smell that's true <laughs> you ever smell the dog fart that's that's horrendous <laughs> that's true it's bad enough when humans fart on a plane no oh, that's the worst i know i think if you do that i think if you fart on a plane there's you, a special place in hell for you yeah because I, you're a monster i think they have to turn one of the lavatories into a makeshift jail cell immediately for you yeah you just have to sit there and stew in your air circulating fart oh yeah, gross. <laughs> so gross. That goes for anyone who's eating like fish on a plane. Oh, God. Get out of here. Why would you bring tuna with you on a plane? I don't know. You people scuzz. do it. People do it. They're like, hmm, I'm going to go to Subway. What do I want? Tuna fish. Mm. That's the one. Maybe I'll have a microwave it before I get on the plane. Oh, God. That's Just have a nice tuna melt. Awful. Mm. This, uh, this little squirrel. This little squirrely. Getting out there having an adventure do you um do you think do you think he he made it safely do you do you think his little ears could handle oh the pressure Mm -hmm. i think so yeah yeah because we would the the cabin's pressurized right it should be okay yeah do you think they sent him back home (sighs) well that's a good question because would you if a squirrel showed up and you knew that it had traveled cross country would you just take it and throw it into the woods near you? Well, it doesn't mean that it, it's able to survive in the exactly. same habitat. Cause like, right. Exactly. Our, our climate is different than what is in like Southern California. Mm-hmm. So if we had a squirrel from here and released it in Southern California, I don't know if it would have I'm, the same survival rate. I think you're right. You would want to, you would want to release it probably in the same place where it's from yeah i think you probably would want to send it back then somehow right yeah how would and, you and there would be animal control and and experts who would know mm-hmm. how to deal with things like that yeah i think you would want to do that that mm-hmm. seems like the right thing to do but then it also does seem like a lot of work for a squirrel and you know what i mean i'm, I'm not saying it's wrong but it does seem like it's so some would say oh what is this a squirrel yeah. But I think that you could be throwing squirrel. off the uh, ecological system by doing that. Yeah. You could be introducing new bacterias or yeah. whatever to the area too. Mm-hmm. I think you could be upsetting. Speaking of that, did you see where, um, where like in near, there was a story I saw where like someone released all these eels into a pond in like central park or something like that. 
my gosh why i don't know but people don't know why they did it or why or what the ecological um impact is going to be oh you're, my god you're introducing a weird species into into an area that's what's that wrong with be. people i don't know i really don't know no i had not heard about that but yeah. that's awful yeah so that made me think about that with the squirrel like the kind of a similar deal yeah you know could you upset the balance of things by doing that i think you probably could well a lot of different things came here to our land from you know different boats that arrived mm-hmm. here so there, there were certain things that kind of messed things up like smallpox uh no i i mean other things too but uh like different animals and stuff that may have arrived here that weren't here before right or think about like insects and stuff like that that probably traveled across yeah. the waters nasty spiders oh gross yeah so yeah i think the squirrel would have to go back home I think you would have to put the squirrel on a first class flight back to mm-hmm. where it came from. Yeah. And it shouldn't be much. I mean, it, what's it really going to cost? The right, right. It's just a tiny little guy. Yeah. I could put it in a little cage. A little cage. Yeah. Got his little suitcase. Right. Little sleep <laughs> Little warm washcloth. Little passport. Yeah. Little ear pods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Little enhanced license. <laughs> so, Kevin, the next headline giant 2000 year old cat found etched into desert hillside in peru yeah what's up with that what's up with what's that up? no it's not a real cat right it's a giant 2000 well it's etched oh it did say etched right that yeah. means it was drawn in doesn't mean it was like shoved in right right it's like a, like cat bones or something right right okay it's 2000 years old so it yeah it can't be like a live cat right well i didn't think it was was live anymore but it's a cat etching, two thousand year old, in the in Peru. You said, yeah. Why not? No, I I I wasn't questioning that part of it. <laughs> hmm. What about a squirrel? What about Peru? <laughs> uh, wow, it's fascinating. So it was on the side of a mountain. Yes. Okay. Well, a hillside. A hillside. Mm-hmm. So it's something that was seen from above for the first time, maybe, as opposed to something that was visible mm-hmm. from like a mountain or something, I'm guessing, maybe. Yeah. Where yeah. it was like some kind of etching in the ground mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. That's always been fascinating to me, the idea that uh, throughout history, uh, people have drawn things into the earth in a in a large manner <laughs> like a big like a giant cat or there's different uh, parts in over the world where there's animals drawn that you can only see from above and it's like why did they do that like who was who was the, who were those images for that's always been kind of fascinating to me the animal helicopters to land yes <laughs> the squirrel airlines like on top of ho- hospitals <laughs> <laughs> that's it's like those cat doctors from doctor who those cat yeah. nurses <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's where they had to mm-hmm. land their copters <laughs> i like the idea that it's like it was a there was a whole animal airline industry at one point in our in our world <laughs> <laughs> like that <laughs> um i guess maybe for like gods maybe that was the, the idea sure. showing images of what was there maybe where where are there other giant animals 
I think somewhere in like, and I could be wildly wrong, but I, I feel like I remember seeing something on like ancient aliens or something once. Okay. Where there were drawings on the ground of, I don't know if it was necessarily. Ancient alien theorists believe. <laughs> the guy with the big hair believes that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I think that, I don't know if it was necessarily animal drawings, but some kind of depictions were, were in the ground that were, you know, of. I think of animals. I, I could be wrong, but maybe it was uh, people. I don't remember. But there was definitely like there's definitely been kind of some kind of like uh, like a hieroglyphic type thing that they found. Again, who was it for? I don't know. Ancient alien theorists will say it's for flying squirrels. <laughs> Why can't it be for them? Maybe they just really liked cats. Egyptians right. liked cats. They were great. Yeah. And then suddenly, at some point people decided to blame black cats for the plague and then people didn't like cats right. anymore. And it's not unheard of. Like just because it wasn't drawn somewhere doesn't mean that people didn't have uh, a tower at the t- or some kind of ladder that they could go up and look down and see this, these pictures. Yeah. Like just cause it was, you know, it's not like every moment of history has been recorded in mm-hmm. some facet like that. Right. 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 You know? Yeah. I mean, just think about our time right now. Like everything that we do right now is digital and if all that got wiped out, we would have very few, I mean, we would, have a, we would have a lot of sort of physical records of things, of, of drawings and stuff. But, you know, the, the, as years went on, the interpretation of that stuff, you would probably get maybe an incorrect assessment of things mm-hmm. because you don't have everything anymore to kind of really piece together what was going on then. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now with ancient civilizations. We don't have... All uh, the facts. Yeah, we just we just don't. We just have a few leftover things, and we've made some very wise uh, interpretations of that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that uh, we have a full depiction. I mean, we thought we didn't realize dinosaurs. Like when I was a kid, dinosaurs in in Jurassic Park they looked a certain way, but now dinosaurs may have had feathers. Like we had no idea. This yeah. was not anything that yeah. was ever discussed. That's true. You know, and that was a pretty recent change over, you know, so we just don't know. Things could be not as they seemed, or we could have a weird incorrect interpretation of things. Mm-hmm. And I could see how that could be possible. Like I said, right now, I mean, half of our history could be wiped out in a second with like a, like an EMF, not an EMF. What is that? That thing they used on oceans 11 where they knocked out the power they created like a thing to like it like cause like an electronic blast and it shut down everything around the hotel so they could break in. You're asking the wrong lady. I've only seen it once. <laughs> well, let yeah. me tell you, uh, that's some kind of like disruption in like uh, that blasts across and like knocks out everything, all the power in the area. Okay. Like if something like that happened and fried all the computers, we would be really screwed. Yeah, absolutely. And if, uh, and if hundreds of years went by, we could have just lost all of that information. Mm-hmm. So that's why we got to start drawing in the ground, Tiffany, is what I'm getting at. I think we you're right. We need to put some history together. I think we need to start um, making more time capsules that we bury mm-hmm. in the earth, just in case. Yeah. We don't need to remember where they are. No, let someone else worry about yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just got to put it out there. Mm-hmm. 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 But cats have always been kind of high and held in high regard, haven't they? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now they're just kind of these little house pets that make our lives richer. <laughs> yeah. If I had the ability, I would draw Chloe on the side of a mountain or a hillside. <laughs> I just don't have the skill. 
or the right tools to do so. <laughs> you need like a really big shaver. <laughs> I do. You know, true. like <laughs> just you, you want to, you want to use a little outline. So like, you know, a can of spray paint to just like kind of etch your, your outline mm-hmm. and then, and then take a big shaver and just like, yeah. Or a push mower, maybe a push mower. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's lightweight. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Totally portable. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever they make crop circles with, whatever those tools are. Well, maybe it's something like that. That could be too. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a mystery where they don't know where it came from. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's from an alien. Maybe it's a vortex. Maybe it's not man-made. Ooh, it could be. Do you think it could be? Possibly. I think it could be. Why not? I, th- I We're saw discovering it. new things all the time. Right. We just found water on the moon. Right. There was also a um, there was a recent. I, th- I don't know. I, I don't know what it is like a, some kind of UFO documentary. I saw something about recently where I think it's like a Senator, like a sitting Senator kind of gives more credence to the fact that there's alien and alien technology out there. Okay. So like another kind of like, Ooh, what's that mean? Why is that guy saying that now? So mm-hmm. there definitely is probably stuff out there that we just don't have the oh, of ability to comprehend yet. Yeah. One thing you can't disprove a 2000 year old etching of a cat. You can't disprove that. It's already there. <laughs> you know, it's there. You could see it with your own two eyes, at least according to a picture, but maybe not everyone can see it. Cause maybe it's in a remote location. Th- that could very Have you well seen be Peru. It's not really super easy to get to. Cats are Peru's number one house pet. I have no idea. Maybe it's not a house cat. Maybe it's like, hmm. you know, cause they have like, I don't know if they're cougars or mountain lions probably mountain lions probably right right there's lots of mountains in peru that would stand to reason that there would be mountain lions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm yeah interesting yeah i like that i like ancient art i do too yeah that's neat like like not just like art you'd see in a museum but like land art Uh uh-huh like stuff that like when we were in the petrified forest last year yeah there were all these sort of um hieroglyphic type things that had been drawn on rocks from an ancient civilization uh yeah they had like the outline of maybe a structure that they lived in and then they had different um what were they called uh tetraglyphics something like that it had like glyphics in the word yeah Yeah. but it wasn't hieroglyphics it was something else it had a different rockoglyphics i think is what it was called (laughs) rockoglyphics no i don't think smell what i'm cooking that's a rockoglyphic right there (laughs) no oh okay ancient art is cool it is fun when history or when historians or or um archaeologists come across different things that have been uh left here by people who were here before you know yeah, it's like we've uh, like human like humankind has always had a an an intrinsic need to express themselves. Yeah, with art, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. Like like other species don't create stuff like that. Like animals don't. Like you never see a great goldfish painting, you know. Right. You just never do. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but but humanity has always had this built-in desire to create or show pictures or tell a story tell a story or Mm -hmm. dance like all these things are very Mm -hmm. just built into us for some reason it's very interesting it's funny that um we have evolved to a kind of society where you're either or so you're either an or artist or you're an intellectual Mm. and because you think about um 
uh, someone like Leonardo da Vinci who, who, or like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Plato, or, you know, anyone, anyone like that who, Mm. uh, they were someone who was very, um, and Leonardo DiCaprio, you're right. Who was very well-rounded in their skill set. They were, um, inventors and intellectuals and, but also very skilled in their artistic endeavors Mm -hmm. and are well known for all of that. Yeah. That's a great point. Like Da Vinci wasn't just a, just painting stuff. Right. But they were also inventing like machines that were kind of sort of advanced theories for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 the idea, the idea, uh, someone having that idea at that time Mm -hmm. and then kind of having a, I mean, I don't know if it would have worked. I know there was a show on very briefly, like on the discovery channel where they were taking some of Da Vinci's, uh, design plans. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And they were Mm -hmm. trying to see if they could build them. And I don't really, it was a long time ago and I don't really remember what they did, but, uh, some of that stuff I think was sort of workable, which Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing Mm -hmm. that, um, that someone was able to dream that up and then create it. So we've always been sort of dreaming stuff and creating it. Mm Mm-hmm ever since the dawn of time, which is so wild. Yeah. Like, cause you didn't really, you wouldn't think that people would have time then because there was a more of a, a survival. Yeah. There was more of an immediate need to kind of take care of food and make sure that you, mm-hmm. or there was nothing attacking you and everybody yeah. was safe, but you still had time to kind of dream up stuff and then draw it mm-hmm. and create or write it down or, or etch it or whatever. Like, it's really interesting that we've always kind of had that. Yeah. The I've, desire. I think that part of the reason why they probably had more time is they were able to balance survival and life and also pleasure a little bit easier than what we do now because it boils down to work capitalism. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> like Da Vinci didn't have to sit in an office for eight hours. Yeah. And... Yeah. He didn't, ex- <laughs> you know, he didn't have to waste his brain on, on things he didn't give a shit about. Right. Right. Yeah. And then after work, think about all the things that he was like, I'm really passionate about this. Yeah. But I'm too so. tired. I think I'm just going to watch Gilmore girls again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was just, I think you're right. There was, there was a, an immediate need to take care of stuff. But then once you did, you had the whole rest of the day just to fuck off. Yeah, that's just it. Do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Dream up a helicopter. Why not, man? Invent, paint, create a cat in the side right. of a hill hillside. You know, like that's cool. Clearly there was a lot more time for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and we're better for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's neat. Okay. So did you want to take a shot at which one of these is real? <laughs> well, I'm not going to waste my shot. Because you're not throwing away your shot. You're not throwing away your shot. Because I got three headlines and you're going to guess and you're not throwing away your shot. <laughs> Time's up. You better throw your guess out here. Time's up. Is that the Gilligan's Island theme? Or no, the I Dream of Genie? Is that I Dream of Genie? No. It sounded very I Dream of Genie. It did a little bit. <laughs> All right, so we have the uh, the underwater vortex. Yeah. We have the squirrel. This is nuts. This is nuts. And we have the 2,000-year-old cat. Mm-hmm. Well, these are all wild. I don't know. 
wild. Well, I'm going to say this, and you always get mad when I say this, but I'm wow. just going to take a guess. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. These are all equally absurd. But you're telling me that only one is a real deal. Yeah. I want to go with the Peru cat being real. Yeah. That's a, it's a real headline. It's the real one. It was? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, you're disappointed. How do you think I feel? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was so neat and it's so big. <laughs> really? It's, it's big. It's 2000 years old. I just, let me show you this picture. It was a hundred percent guess. I get, I get mad because when I guess it right, because I know that you want to trick me. <laughs> you just know that I like to win. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. This is from the independent. Whoa, that's massive. It's so cool. Holy shit. I love that. It just says giant 2000 cat found etched into hillside i mean this is like it looks like it's a mile long like they just found this yeah it's huge has no one looked at has no one turned around and looked at that mountain ever i guess not (laughs) it just seems like so huge (laughs) i can't wait to hear this okay so this is again it's from the independent Mm -hmm. uh peruvian archaeologists have uncovered an enormous cat etched into a hillside in the desert of the fame nazca lines Mm. home to the geoglyphs a hummingbird, a monkey, a spider, a human, the newly revealed form of the feline is about 37 meters long and expected to be dated back more than 2,000 years. I think that's what I was thinking of with the with the um, other animals. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting that you've heard of this before. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, the figure is made up of a long body, striped tail, and a head with the distinctive pointed ears. <laughs> It emerged during work to improve access to one of the hills that provides a natural vantage point. Oh, so it was like kind of grown over maybe and they Mm -hmm. didn't see. Oh, I see. Okay. Johnny Isla, the Peruvian culture ministry specialist for the Nazca Pampa region, said it was estimated to be about 2000 years old and made up of groves carved into the mountain coupled with groupings of stones. I don't know what I would thought you were going to say, but when you said the guy's name, Johnny, what was it? Isla? When you said Johnny Isla, I thought you were going to say... Eyelash? <laughs> no, but you said... Isla? What was the next part of it? He was like the Peruvian... What was it? Culture? I thought you were going to say Peruvian singer-songwriter. I don't know why I thought it sounded like a, <laughs> like a musician. It's Johnny. Johnny Isla. Johnny Isla, known for his hit song. <laughs> <laughs> Cats in the Hillside. Cats in the Hillside. <laughs> was the first to come across it while he was working on his new song cats on the hillside (laughs) a unesco world heritage site since 1994 the nazca lines are drawn in geometric patterns and distinct animal shape about 80 to 180 to 100 so that's a a a range of numbers not 82 (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think i didn't know how to i i felt like both times i said it was saying it wrong (laughs) <laughs> that's funny because how our brains work because i did not th- i just thought you meant a range of 80 oh, good. to 100 then you're like 82 to what like there's very specific there's either there's somewhere between 82 and 100 it's a very specific <laughs> range i never thought that that's really funny 82 100 new figures <laughs> 82 100 you mean 8210 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, 
like I can see the range in my like for some reason it just <laughs> um, about eighty to one hundred new figures <laughs> emerged over recent years. Really, in the Nazca and Palpa valleys, all of which predated the Nazca culture from two hundred A.D. to seven hundred A.D. Mr. Isla told the Guardian, these are smaller in size, drawn onto hillsides, and clearly belong to an e- earlier tradition. Wow. So that they found 80 to 100 new etchings. I, I didn't realize there were that many. Like, I thought there were like maybe like, a, I don't know, like a dozen. I didn't think there were that many of them. I had no idea that there, they found so many of those things. That's really fascinating. I've never heard of them before. So this is all new to me. Wow. Found in a region of Peru, just over 200 miles southeast of Lima. Is it Lima or Lima? You know, I don't know. Uh, it I looks f- like Lima, like Lima bean. To yeah, me, so. yeah. There is a Lima, Ohio. Let's go with Lima. That sounds more right. Yeah, they sounds. They. I feel like they do things wrong in Ohio. No offense, Ohio. They might. <laughs> well, they've done a couple things wrong. <laughs> Not the Drew Carey show. That is... That's one true thing. (laughs) There's actually an etching of him in the hillside. (laughs) Cleveland. (laughs) In the Cleveland Rock. (laughs) Cleveland Rocks. (laughs) Cleveland Rocks. Oh, man. Found in a region of Peru just over 200 miles southeast of Lima, near the modern town of Nazca, the lines are a subject of mystery for over 80 years with questions about their formation and the purpose they served. Peruvian archaeologist Torbito Meja Zesipi was the first to systematically study the lines in 1926. However, since the lines are virtually impossible to identify from ground level, they were only first brought to public awareness with the ad- advent of flight by pilots flying commercial planes over Peru in the 1930s. I think that's why it was on Ancient Aliens as they were th- trying to equate it to were these images made so that the they aliens flying them. over could see yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. they say that a lot about different uh, structures like the like Stonehenge mm-hmm. like they say that it was maybe it was meant for people who are flying from above um, the area has been closed to tourists since March because of the coronavirus pandemic but is now due to reopen November 10th hmm. That's really fascinating that some of that stuff just has grown over again, like how things are easily lost over time. Yeah. Like both physically and sort of, uh, mentally. Yeah. It's amazing. That cat looks really ridiculous. It's like a big cartoon. I know it does. It does. I like, I, yeah, I, I saw this and it made me laugh immediately because it does look like a, (laughs) a silly cartoon and it does have little stripes on its tail and it's, like, you know, I, you know, when I look at it, like maybe it could be like a fox. Mm. It also looks like a corgi wearing glasses. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and then you got to wonder like, why, what was the point of these? You yeah. know, like why would they put so much time and effort into creating these for some reason? Maybe the leader of the civilization had a favorite feline. That could be. Maybe it was a spirit animal. Oh. I want to be remembered as a cat on the hillside uh, yeah that's one way to live forever yeah maybe the leader was on stilts and needed to like look around needed to be entertained by ground pictures why not hey 
Hey. I love a good stilt trick. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> well, great job. These are really fun stories. I'm glad you, that, that was an interesting one. Thanks, Thanks for sharing that one with us. Yeah. And uh, we'll be right back after these words. <laughs> are you a millennial or Gen Y woman who finds herself shoved in a locker of fear by those mental mean girls holding you back from opportunity? Are those voices constantly bombarding you with, why try? No one cares about what you have to say. Or, oh, honey. You don't deserve that raise and you know it. Or, you really think you look good in that new dress? Mm-mm. Go change. And those voices go on and on, nonstop, for everything you say, every choice you make. The worst part is that those mean girl voices keep you from getting the promotion, the recognition, the friendships, the relationships, and the life you want. If this sounds familiar, fight back at those mean girl voices and invest in your relationship with yourself with KT Coaching. KT Coaching is here to help millennial and Gen Y women get control of their thoughts so you can have the confidence to do anything you set your mind to. Confidence is more complicated than self-love or feeling good about yourself. It's about retraining your brain and cultivating confidence as a habit that over time and with practice becomes who you are. Not sure if this is right for you? Ask yourself. What would you do if you had all the confidence in the world? Would you ask for a raise or even start your own business? Would you know you're killing it as a partner, a wife, a mom? Would you be excited to try new things and meet new people? All it takes is a virtual cup of coffee with KT Laporta if you're ready to love yourself and your life. Go to coachingwithkt.com to schedule a Zoom coffee date or sign up for the newly launched five-week confidence boot camp. This one-on-one program is for women who want to finally and quickly transform their relationship with themselves. You deserve all the great things you wish you could do. All it takes is an investment in yourself with a willingness for change and working with a professional coach who will hold you accountable. What are you waiting for? Take charge. You got this. Stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you. Stop second-guessing decisions. Stop listening to those mean girls and stop playing small so you can enjoy all of your gifts. Just go to coachingwithkt.com. That's coachingwithkt.com. How is it that there's not a uh, Chicago-based, um, like, um, um, gossip column called <laughs> called Deep Dish? <laughs> Don't you think that should be something that exists? That sounds really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> that took a minute, but it really washed over me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can start a podcast, a, a secondary podcast called Deep Dish, and we just deep dish about pizza. Yeah. That's, no, that just, sounds interesting. We go over the drama behind the scenes at various pizza parlors around Chicago. Oh, man. Huh? I love I love it. It's, it's uh, an interview talk show. Mm-hmm. Secrets. Very specific niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gossip. And very little talk of pizza, which is very disappointing. Very little talk of pizza, but that's okay because our stomachs will be happy. Yeah, exactly. Regardless. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's all all about about pizzas. (laughs) All about it. (laughs) (laughs) So. uh, (laughs) Kevin. Yes. As I understand it, you have three headlines for me as well, right? Yes, I also have three thrice headlines for thou. 
Are you ready? Okay, fancy pants. All right. Here we go. Here are my three headlines for this week, episode number 99. Okay. Headline number one, retired homemaker finds new career as Zoom grandma. Retired homemaker finds new career as Zoom grandma. (laughs) Okay. Headline number two, this is not a drill. Coffee pizza is here to improve your morning 1000%. What about pizza? It's just in the ether today, man. This is not a drill. Coffee pizza is here to improve your morning 1000%. Okay. And headline number three, world's first microbot to operate inside. <laughs> I'm starting over again. <laughs> World's first microbot to operate inside. <laughs> Sorry. It's a very serious headline. World's first microbot to operate inside a living butthole. <laughs> you know, I was going to take a wild guess as to what the rest of that sentence was, and I swear to God, I was going to say inside a colon. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Let's stop and get a lottery ticket right now. <laughs> the reason why I thought that was because of how you were reacting. And I was like, all right, he's giggling. It's got to be something immature. It's definitely a butt. <laughs> oh, am I that see-through? It's a hiney. Oh, am I that transparent? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's okay. I'll answer that for you. Second time I've had some weird reveals there. Because you, you're so funny. <laughs> you just, just like something so silly like that. So it's a microbot inside a butthole. Inside a living butthole. A living. Yeah. Butthole. Loving beehole. You can put beehole on there if you want do to. You, is it butthole? Butthole. Butthole. Booted. Butthole. Butthole. Buffalo. Oh. Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> Like, is the T and H, are they pronounced together? So it's but full. But full. I think it, so- I, it sounds nicer, doesn't it? It does sound nicer. But full. Yeah. It sounds very European. European? No, the but, not the P. It, so- <laughs> it sounds like, um, I don't know what it sounds like. It's it sounds like somebody who's named Bethol, but people call him butthole. That's <laughs> Bethol. <laughs> the name's Bethol. Bethol? Um, it reminded me that we didn't talk about the fact that we watched the new Borat movie with your mom on Friday. Oh God. Can we just talk about that real quick? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, just have a, a moment to enjoy that. We watched that with your mom and <laughs> how we all laughed so hard so oh that we were God. crying. We did. And we started to watch it at midnight too. So we were all a little bit punchy. Uh, we had had mass quantities of coffee throughout the day, so we were very wired. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it was hilarious, and it was also weird to see like such vulgarities with there your mom in the room. So many dicks. <laughs> there was a lot of there's a lot of ma- frontal male nudity. Yeah, in there Borat. was so much. I'm <laughs> not used to that. Yeah, there were there was a lot, and um, it was a lot of laughing. Yeah, and it was very funny. It was very funny and very. Uh, it was also weirdly like it's a great movie. Like there's no reason to not watch it. There's there are some vulgarities in it, but we're adults. Um, but there was also like a very like sort of heartwarming sort of nature to the Borat movie. Or you just saw like you saw some real shitty people, but then you also saw moments of like. Like just amazing people 
with arms wide open and and ready to listen and understand and um just genuinely like no pressure to make the world a better place they're just good people right right like they thought they were in a real situation and the way they reacted was Genuine. genuine yeah and then also sort of like the storyline of with borat and his daughter like the sort of the the dramatic narrative there was also kind of really well done and kind of sweet in a weird way yeah. it was like that was very good as a backdrop to this to these real world interactions which mm-hmm. were often very hilarious but there was like an endearing quality to it all yeah. and then, you're right there were people there were some uh, people in the movie who came across as real like incredible people that i'm glad are out there doing being nice yeah. to people and and trying to make the world a better place like it was like oh this is okay and then he had really rudy giuliani who was the complete opposite <laughs> that's exactly what you expect just a fucking ghoul <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you haven't seen that that's our recommendation yeah, this week absolutely i'm sure you have amazon prime or you have a friend who has it just watch it it's it's, it's very funny really entertaining <laughs> but don't watch it with your mom it's weird but uh it was unless fine. your mom's like cool like your mom is she's pretty cool it's just weird it's always weird watching something raunchy with your folks because when they laugh at something that also means that they understand what that is and then you're like oh you know about that kind of stuff too oh no <laughs> oh no you're supposed to be you mean like when borat's daughter masturbated in the bathroom for the first time yeah that wasn't weird at all <laughs> right <laughs> 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 do you notice how no one used the bathroom the whole rest of the night I know. <laughs> we're all like all right uh, we don't want any judgments we're in and out quick <laughs> <laughs> the first time i watched carrie was with my dad over a piece of uh, over some pizza and so imagine oh, God. imagine watching the shower scene with your dad just eating pizza and neither of you want to make eye contact you're like i know what's happening that's how my parents uh, taught me the birds and the bees they showed me that scene <laughs> i'm like, not sure how that helps you you don't you're not the one who bleeds monthly well but. i thought i was going to i was very concerned <laughs> you're like what do i do with those yeah, like, i don't um, have to plug it up why are they gonna laugh at me they do that enough do, i'm already a laughing stock anyway so we wanted to share our little movie review that was yeah. very fun uh borat was very fun yeah very very good, good. <laughs> it's very funny <laughs> very holy nice. manoli god that was good uh yes yeah, so uh, tiffany uh headline number one retired homemaker becomes a zoom grandma a zoom grandma what does that mean well i think they found a, a new life uh, a second life online as a as someone that people can go to to have like a kind of like a virtual grandma. Oh, is that a setup that you would do with like a nursing home? It's possible. Yeah, that yeah. seems like something nice. Um, also sad if the the grandma has had their family abandon them. Oh yeah, that's a, that's and that's dark. They, yeah. <laughs> but what if somebody's grandma was so wonderful that they just wanted to spread love and people started yeah. almost like a almost like a cameo kind of situation but it was for like a grandmother oh type. i love that yeah, yeah. You just, i you would know, adopt a grandma i'd pay, pay money for a grandma wouldn't you though yeah yeah i would too like have spend like five bucks and have like a nice conversation with an old lady yeah i would do that yeah. it helps her Helps her pay for things. Also gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling. Gives me insight to another life. Gives you some advice. Yeah. Gives you some wisdom. Yeah. Beyond your, beyond what we have access to. Yeah. 
yeah. it's it's like having um an unqualified old therapist <laughs> exactly exactly it's <laughs> who much cheaper. might send you cookies and possibly inheritance <laughs> i don't know now you're thinking yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> become like a sugar grandkid <laughs> i'm not related to anyone rich let's let's gotta, let's start rigging in the dough let's start fi- what we should do is find like a sugar r- granny <laughs> we got to start volunteering at like a nursing home in the area where like the rich grandparents go oh you which mean is, williamsville which is probably, exactly it's exactly williamsville you know it is <laughs> Yeah. Let's start spending some afternoons there. Next thing you know, oh, our retirement is figured out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I have not had grandparents in a long time, so um, I never really f- knew how to go about setting up any sort of volunteer time with going and just like hanging out with old people who need mm-hmm. it because, like, I really like old people and I think they're fun and. Like they just because they've gotten to the point where they just no longer give a shit yeah. about anything and they just say whatever, and I've always really loved that. I think I've I was born because an old you lady. Are that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I I would totally take advantage of Zoom, Grandma. Me too. I, th- I kind of miss having grandparents. I well, my grandfathers. I was uh, they both passed away. Uh, when I was too young to really have many memories, like I don't have any memories of my uh, maternal grandfather. Um, he passed away the same, I think the same year I was born, maybe. Mm-hmm. So there's like maybe two pictures of us together. And, um, and of course I'm staring at my phone the whole time. It's so awkward. <laughs> um, but, um, but my other, my grandpa Dylan, uh, he also passed away when I was very young. So I had very few memories. Yeah. Just a couple glimpses of, you know, flashes of memory I have really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that I would have liked to have had, uh, more grandfatherly interactions. Yeah. Like it's just something I never got. I never had a, uh, I was never old enough to understand or appreciate the grandfathers that I had. Yeah. So that's always been a bummer. But, um, and yeah. everyone loves a grandma, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I, the most, the most grandma time I, I think I got was maybe with yours and, mm-hmm. uh, my, uh, paternal grandmother. Yeah. Who, not to be a downer, but suffered from Alzheimer's and dementia. So she wasn't really nice. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for the time that i got to spend with her yeah you got you, you kind of got the rough you spent the rough years with her yeah so i would love an adopted grandma yeah we've done i think we i think you and i both kind of share that um that appreciation of old people considering i guess maybe because i'm so old but um, <laughs> i mean you're now uh approaching your 80s i'm halfway so. to 80 right now so yeah, that's, yeah. that's scary to me um but i think we both i think in in when we're out in the wild together i think we when we interact with old people we always seem to respect them res- and connect too we always seem yeah to, we always seem to have like a nice conversation with an old lady or an old man somewhere like if anyone's going to have a weird random conversation with an old person and walk away feeling very fulfilled by it, it's going to be us. Yeah, that's true. And it happens all the time. The, yeah. It really does. Think Maybe about, not in the last seven months, but yeah. Well, yes, we've had very few conversations with outsiders, but just, just think about that time. Like a couple of years ago, we were in PetSmart. We talked to an old lady for like an hour in the store. <laughs> we felt kind of bad for her because she clearly needed someone to talk to. Yeah. She was going on and on and on about everything. And then we got up to the register and the person said that she'd been there for an hour already. Yeah. Like, no, chatting he, with everyone. He was like, no, he's been here for like three hours. Yeah. Said, yeah. You know, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, well an hour was with us. So that's yeah, fine. There we go. But we enjoyed it. 
we did we had a nice time yeah so she now she um this the zoom grandma so is she is she doing the same thing like she's doing this because she uh just wants to make conversation with people maybe she's someone who was like a neighborhood grandma who would sit out on her porch and right and talk with people but maybe she's immune compromised and she can't yeah. She can't do that. So now she's finding other means and, and at the same time, uh, uh, really, uh, conquering the challenge of technology. Yeah. I'm sure someone's helping her out. I mean, maybe not. Maybe she's got one of those computer for dummy books, you know? Yeah. But, uh, not that they're a dummy. They still make those. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. A lot of dummies out there. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that uh, they've they've kind of created cultivated a new sort of uh, kind of a little side job here, a side hustle mm-hmm. as they've uh, gotten older. So I think that I don't know. I think that's uh, I think that's something that would definitely be popular. Like the idea of you know spending five minutes and getting like a or five dollars and getting like ten minutes of grandma time. You know whatever mm-hmm. that may entice or entail. I would do that. Yeah, get some advice or get like a or just get a nice old story. Have some coffee. Play cards, maybe. Could you play cards over Zoom? I don't know. You, I'm sure you figured out. I was actually thinking that because um, our friend Joey, his his mom is older. Of course, I mean, she's actually not as old as I always felt like she was. But like, I remember like before I met you, I would go over to our friend's house or our friend Joey's house. And I like Joey wouldn't be there, but mm-hmm. I would spend stay up all night just playing rummy with his mom with his mom <laughs> that's awesome we would chat and we'd drink uh, you know soda or whatever and and uh hang out all night and laugh and and just spend time with each other uh-huh. just playing cards and she'd be like are you staying the night <laughs> yes tonight i will stay the night rita i think we've stayed there but like late haven't we you and i yeah we've left there like four or five in the morning yeah but even i mean before i met you I, that's how mm-hmm. i spent a lot of my nights i'd hang out there and, <laughs> and then i'd hang out with my friend and it was good yeah you mentioned that about someone being not as old as, as you thought they were there's somebody uh i used to work with who uh i thought they were very old and i was like oh my god that person like i, I said something like well she is very old because there's like something had happened and the person goes they're only two years older than me and i was like oh god i felt so bad because <laughs> they looked wildly different so always be careful with that kind of thing you never oh, know yeah yeah that's, that's true be very awkward yeah well maybe you don't look old yeah take some steps not to look <laughs> old <laughs> take it from me i'm halfway to 80 <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I, similar sort of thing though like you, it is nice to have that sort of time to just sit and play cards and mm-hmm. i don't know that sort of companionship is nice for anyone i think no yeah. matter what age you are yeah right absolutely plus with the uh, with old people you don't they're not they don't have the same trappings as other people do like they're not going to be looking at their phone the whole time. They're not going to be distracted by something else. Right. Yeah. You're going to get attention in a way that we don't give people anymore. Right. Yeah. And maybe you're, you're learning that skill yourself. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. It's like an uninterrupted sort of, um, interaction mm-hmm. where you're not constantly distracted by a flashing light. Yeah. I try to What's be conscious like? of that when I'm hanging out with our, with my dad, mm-hmm. like, not looking at my phone the whole time and, and actually trying to make conversation. And, and sometimes I, you know, I, I, I do kind of nudge you like, Hey, let's, 
Let's pay attention to this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I definitely easily fall into that, mm-hmm. uh, that trap. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. But you're right. It is, it is a good way to, to have that quality time with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think young people need it as much as older people do. Yeah, I think so too. That sweet companionship and and just uh, new conversations and stuff like that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I agree. Zoom grandmas. Zoom grandmas. Ask for them by name. Yeah. Don't forget about our other website, Sugar Grandmas. <laughs> and Sugar Grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> sugar babies. Uh... Um, so <laughs> Kevin headline number two, this is not a drill. Coffee pizza is here to improve your morning. 1000%. 1000%. Coffee pizza. Um, so that's your sugar, your sugar. Oh my word. Your, your sugar daddy. <laughs> that's your breakfast pizza, like pumped up with caffeine. It could be. Basically. I mean, it could be like a caffeinated crust. That'd be kind of weird. But I guess you could put caffeine in anything, really. Caffeine itself isn't something that you can extract from like a coffee bean, right? Like it's an element that's just part of it. Yeah. Unless you create it artificially, right? Is I it is it so. possible to do that? I don't know. Because you would think of like, a co- like a caffeine pill isn't like from extracted coffee beans i think it's like its own thing right it's not like a uh it's not like we get all caffeine from from coffee right so i guess you probably could put caffeine and stuff like like a powder form okay into things yeah but oh I, yeah like those crystal light packets yeah right right but i i'm thinking that this is more like a uh like a like a dessert like a like a pastry type pizza maybe Okay. Like a coffee pizza. Okay. Like I'm imagining more of like uh, of a, uh, what's the right word? Like a, not savory, but more of a sweet. Like a breakfast pastry. Yeah. That's kind of like what a I'm envisioning. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm envisioning. Okay. But like with coffee flavors, like a. Isn't a breakfast pizza that's sweet just a pie? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Isn't a deep dish pizza just cheese pie? <laughs> You're right. Savory cheese pie just didn't really doesn't really roll off the tongue. Isn't a quiche just egg pie? <laughs> egg pie. <laughs> It sounds like an insult. Why don't you go eat egg pie? <laughs> Why don't you just eat egg pie, you asparagus goo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the reason why I think that is because the last time we made a quiche, we had asparagus in it. We were going through an asparagus phase. We really did. Yeah, it was we were, good. We did go through an asparagus phase. It was delicious. I think I'm still pulling asparagus out of my teeth at this point. That's it's, disgusting. It's, it's that stringy. It gets very caught in my Get out of here. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm imagining more of like a like a pastry yeah that's kind of what i'm envisioning okay maybe like a chocolate like a mocha like a donut like a like an open face donut pie mm-hmm. oh i just made drool happen what about a danish maybe maybe it has a flaky crust mm. maybe it's not a deep dish maybe it's like a thin crust Ooh, with, I like- with uh 
uh, espresso filling. I like the idea of a Danish flaky crust. Like a bear claw? Yeah, yeah. And then... With cheese? Well, well, you could put... You could have cheese on it, I suppose. Like cream not, cheese? Well, yeah, not like a cheddar. You could, I guess. No, like a cream know. cheese. Like a cream cheese. Yeah. Maybe some like uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans on top for, uh-huh. like, little, for like the topping. Yeah. Oh, I'd eat that. I, so you would not only get a boost from the caffeine, but also the sugar that you're consuming. So you're really going to be like flying high yeah mm-hmm. yeah really really bouncing around like like a like roger rabbit <laughs> when he gets that stuff like a chocolate covered espresso bean yeah on like, a pogo stick like a little one of those dancing beans that you buy at the dollar store <laughs> i like this idea quite a bit well this is this has probably got to be done already right you think maybe some who hasn't the the the, the, the pizza like the breakfast well it's not a pizza. drill right yeah so, I mean, why hasn't this happened sooner? I don't it know. It sounds delicious. Uh, I don't know. Or it could be like a cookie, like a round cookie shape. Why can't it be a cookie? That looks like a pizza, right? Like a cookie cake type thing. Why can't it be like a chocolate chip cookie, but instead of chocolate chips, it's chocolate covered espresso beans? That sounds amazing. Yeah. Or oatmeal. So that it's breakfast. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no really... Well, I mean, not that there's a lot of nutri- nutritional value in pizza, but we're definitely gone a very sugary route with this thing, and I, I like it, though. I enjoy it. Well, I mean, I can't imagine savory coffee. That sounds disgusting to me. Yeah, that really does. So that's why I went with a sugary route. It's got to be, right? It can't yeah. be savory. Yeah. You don't want like an I don't want salty flavor. coffee. Oh, that's like that's like when you, those fools put butter in it. Get out of here! It doesn't yeah, taste right. It that was weird. Taste like anything? It just yeah. Bleh. We did try that once, and I didn't really find the appeal to it. No, me either. I didn't find like I gave a lasting buzz or anything like that. Mm-mm. It just it wasn't for us. No. I mean, have I since put some earth balance in our coffee? Sure, I have. No, you haven't. No, you're right. I haven't done that. It's weird. Yeah. It's too weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of a... Yeah, you can't really get savory. You can't really get savory, can you, with that? You can't get like a... Like, you don't want like something mushroomy in the morning. No. Like in an omelet, maybe. But you don't want that like right when you wake up. You got to have a little bit of time between... Yeah. Between like an omelet and like waking up. Yeah. No one wakes up and makes a mushroom omelet right away and then goes to work. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anyone has that Who's kind of Who's eating time. all that? That's a lot for the morning. Yeah. That's a lot of food. That's more of a weekend breakfast uh-huh. kind of thing right yeah. there. Uh, yeah, so I just, I just assume it's sweet. So who's distributing this? Do you think it's going to be like a specialty bakery or is it like a fast food place? Because fast food is usually the ones that give you the worst kind of breakfast, (laughs) right? Like the, like worst for you, not worst tasting, I guess. But, um, yeah, here's some Mountain Dew breakfast soup. What? Okay. Thanks, Burger King. Maybe it's like a small town uh, sort of... I think it's like a bakery of some kind. Yeah. yeah like a little specialty bakery that... Or a place like... Um, uh, what's that place here that makes... They they're, it's a, they make vegan donuts and vegan pizza. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a situation like that where they've kind of crossed the line. Right. <laughs> they've crossed the line. They've, they've made an abomination, a delicious... <laughs> 
Abomination. Uh, it's not a drill. But what if it had like a like a traditional pizza crust though, like that kind of bread, and then more of like a chocolatey top to it? Would that be weird? Yeah. You think that you want like that kind of those no. that combination? Uh uh-uh. uh. Like imagine like a your imagine like Stefano's uh, pizza crust. I'm imagining syrup on top of bread. Well, I mean, he got he can't think of it that way. I mean, it's like stuffing. You can't think of you don't like wet bread, but you'll eat stuffing. That's essentially wet bread. It's all how you look at it. Did that help in any way? No. It didn't. You still look repulsed. I Maybe a pancake. Well, that's true. I mean, what if it was a pancake that looked like pizza? Maybe. <laughs> what about a pancake with crust on the, on the ridge? I like chocolate chip pancakes, and I also like waffles. Waffles have kind of a crust. That's true. What about like a savory waffle with like tomato marinara sauce on it? That probably wouldn't be that I bad. I don't discount it. Yeah. That wouldn't be you, that Because you bad. could put like cheese with it. Yeah. How come no one's ever combined the waffle with something savory? I feel like, well, I guess you have with like ch- chicken and chicken, waffles, I guess. right? Yeah. But I think a cheesy, like a pizza waffle sounds amazing, doesn't it? I think I've seen recipes on Pinterest where people make falafel waffle. <laughs> I didn't realize how silly that falafel sounded until waffle. I said it out loud. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> falafel waffle. <laughs> I like the idea of a pizza waffle. Like I think that sounds amazing. You like pizza anything? Well, I mean, I'm just that's why you love this idea. I mean, it's a great. It sounds like a great idea. I mean, it's two great things in one. <laughs> it, would you agree that it makes your mornings one thousand times better? I think so. Wouldn't that be a nice treat for the morning? Once I figure out what the hell it is, maybe. <laughs> I'm imagining a traditional pizza crust uh-huh. with a savory blend of chocolate and marinara. I just wanted to see what your face would do. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. Appalled. It's gross. How about a chocolate sauce? I don't know. You don't like the wetness sounding of it, do you? No. What if there wasn't enough on there to make it wet? What if there was just enough to make it a little damp? That no. also made you look repulsed. Yeah, I am. I don't think I've sold you on this idea. No. I don't think this is for you. I don't think it is. I think for you, coffee and pizza, the only time they're going to come together is when you dunk your pizza in your coffee as you normally do. Kevin. You do it. Don't lie. That's disgusting. Don't lie to these folks. Did you ever see those people who dip their pizza crust into their Coke? What? Who does this? I don't know. I've seen people do it. Like in person or on? In person. Documentaries about disgusting people. In person at many cast parties. Is that like a thing, like a regional thing where you're from? Gross town? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen it here in Rochester. Like, Yeah, Rochester. We're not in Rochester. Not in Rochester's Buffalo. also gross. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you've never seen it. No. I don't like that because I don't like, I don't like uh, um, soggy bread. Yeah, this is not for you. Uh, so... Mm. No, nope, it's not for me. But I'm not discounting a pastry. Yeah, I like a pa- I like a pastry made to look like a pizza somehow, but with chocolatey flavors and they maybe like maybe like a coconut 
cheese. You know what I mean? As far as like coconut shavings. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're Not saying. Not like coconut cheese. Yeah. But. See, that I can get behind. Yeah. Like when they do like those illusion bakes on yeah. Great British Bake Off where it looks like something right. that's ac- not actually that. So I'm imagining like, imagine a, like a cookie or some kind of pastry bottom. Uh-huh. A layer of chocolate, not like a chocolate syrup, like wet, but like maybe like a fudgy type. Like a ganache? Like a ganache. Okay. And then a, then covered in a coconut shavings. Okay. And then some chocolate covered espresso beans. Okay. And then what do you think of that? I think that that is not a morning thing for me. I think it would be an indulgent evening okay. treat. Okay. That's too much sweet for me in the morning. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, it could be. I mean, it could be made available anytime, I suppose. Yeah. I guess it is sort of marketed. Pizza to in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza in the morning. Pizza's in a coffee. You can have pizza anytime. <laughs> you can drink pizza anytime. Right? Yeah. I think so. I love it. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe they should use that jingle. I think we've not only come up with some great song parodies, but we also have some great jingles. Yeah. It sounds original. It's really original. Yeah. Okay, Kevin. So let's talk about headline number three. <laughs> World's first microbot living in a butthole. <laughs> microbot? Micro robot? Microbot, yes. Okay. A micro robot. Like a micro machine. I didn't know if I just forgot two letters. <laughs> like it should have been micro robot. No. But my- it does say microbot. It's a mic robot. It's a micro like from micro- Dirty Jobs. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a robot guy. of him. He climbs into your butt. Oh. Yeah, weird, huh? It's a dirty job, but someone's gotta do it. <laughs> didn't even make that connection. It's so great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Rowe, coming to you live from James Tiddly Watts Butthole. James Tiddly Watts. <laughs> yes. It's a family name. One of the... T- <laughs> a long li- lineage of Tiddly Watts. <laughs> Are they from the Uranus Tiddly Watts? Uh, yes. Right next to the my anus. <laughs> Tiddly Watts. Uranus and my anus. Tiddly Watts. Tiddly Watts. Yeah, they, they, they diverted at one point, mm. um, you know, through the crack of Venus. Real split there, huh? Real split. <laughs> I'm making butt jokes. Yay. Yay. We are mature. We're halfway to 40. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah world's first microbot to operate inside a living butt now there's gotta be a medical reason for this like oh no purely for fun oh no i don't know yeah i well i was thinking like like for for like studying like uh cancer polyps that's true yeah stuff like that right as silly as it is yeah no, you're it's absolutely right. It's important to take care of the most intimate uh, sectors. <laughs> sectors of your body. <laughs> <laughs> you mean sectors? No, come on. Grow up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Oh, grow up. <laughs> I just became Joan <laughs> Rivers. <laughs> oh, grow up. Oh, grow up. My grow up in the butt. Come on. <laughs> grow up. Can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> a job inside a living butthole it's like when i had to fill in for carson 
sorry, I don't know. That's a terrible impression. I don't know why that's my impression of Joan Rivers. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's pretty much my Regis, but just like two octaves down. Uh, yeah, I think you're correct. I think that this would be for science and not for fun. Uh, but it would have to be something in that region because you wouldn't want to put something in that was had to travel up to, like, say, the heart because you would go in through the mouth, right? I mean, you wouldn't... Or not necessarily. When they do certain um, procedures for, for, like... I don't know if it's, like, heart stints or what it is, but they have to go through your thigh. True. That, like, that artery that goes through your thigh that goes yes. all the way up to your heart. That's so, true. I mean, it seems like a long way to go, but that's the best way to do it. True, but I'm thinking that if you go in through the butt, you're going to have to go in through all the intestines and everything. So it's a much longer route than going up through like a vein to the heart through the thigh. Right, right. You know what I mean? So you'd have the, to. Well, those two things aren't connected. They're right. Not. The no. butt and the heart aren't connected. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what they say? The a way to a man's heart is through. <laughs> not through his butt. It's through the vein near the butt. No. Um, no, the, I mean to say the that. The throbbing like, one in the front. <laughs> that's a, that's the one. That's a big heart. Uh, hard on. Uh, what, uh, what are we saying? Uh, the butt. Uh, no, I was saying if you were going to go in through the butt directly, like you, if you were going to take that path. It would be much longer than going in through something else down there and getting to up here. All I can imagine is a magic school bus situation. <laughs> like that's that's literally all I am, am imagining. What's the like a like a little tiny school bus driving through the body? Is that what you're talking about? Did you never see the magic school bus? Well, I, I mean, it may have been. Yeah, kind of. That's basically what it did. It is may it, have been after my time. It. Uh, that's true. Um, well, I couldn't. I couldn't remember when it came out. If it was like more in the eighties or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was like times where like the it was magic. It was magic. So there was like I I think I recall like an anatomy episode huh. where they went into someone's body. Into someone's butt. <laughs> not through their butt. Yeah. Maybe through their ear or something. Gotcha. Or their nose. That makes sense. But I think you're absolutely right, though, for like certain things that could be happening down there that need to be investigated. You could put a camera in through the butt uh-huh. and get in there to the right areas. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's tiny cameras for everything, right? Right, right. It's important to have some of that kind of stuff checked out. So a microbot is different than a camera. Well, so yeah. It's not connected to anything i think it is like I is there like a a chain system that you know like <laughs> like when you go into a deep hole and you like you need someone to pull you back out so right. you, you know like there's a rope like a attached yeah 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 like, and, you know there's like a, a pulley system at the top where someone's like right you know like in a deep well or like something. lowering someone down yeah lowering you down yeah yeah i think there might and you tug on it twice because you're so far down <laughs> that you're like that's the only way you can communicate to be like let me back up well i think in these situations they send a tiny canary in first and they see if it survives and okay when the canary passes out it's time to get the person out of the butthole not gerbil <laughs> no. okay okay they've moved on to birds yeah they've moved on to birds it's the natural pecking order i guess pecking order <laughs> I think I just, my, that's where my oh, brain went i God. don't know it just it goes yeah, I think it you'd, takes flight. I think you'd want to tether the the microbot. You don't want it to get lost in the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Borat's daughter's toy. Well, 
She ate the baby. <laughs> she ate it, and then it came out the other end, and then she saved it. So yeah, similar. Similar. Yeah, but yeah, you, I think you'd want to tether it. But I think you could send in a little, a little tiny robot, micro robot that had a camera as a part of its uh, weapon. Not I almost said weapons. That's the wrong kind of robot to send in. You want to send an Autobot in, inside a body. Or a Voltron? You want to send in a, a science robot, not a killer robot. That's like a yeah. That's like a that's a weapon of ass destruction. <laughs> right, right. You want you don't want you want to send like C three PO into the butt. You don't want to send in Optimus Prime. You know what I mean? Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> C three PO can only alert you of like something's wrong. Um, right, right. and where Optimus Prime can like at least turn into a car and drive itself right, right. out. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't need to tether it. Right. Yeah. yeah it's just like, try and drive its way right it's out. It's either going to park itself in the garage or just fly <laughs> into space. I don't know. <laughs> just it's going to parallel park by this rectum for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You ever parallel parked by a rectum? Ugh. You no. know how expensive that is? <laughs> hard, hard it is to find a spot down there? Mm, hope the camera finds a spot before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. But <laughs> <laughs> so butts. I mean, I guess these robots could uh, be d- in, stuck into the body and any orifice, really. But I guess the butt would be for certain functions, like if he had to get something in that area looked at. Yeah, like a polyp. Like a polyp, but uh-huh. I mean, he could go down the throat if it was looking for a throat polyp, I guess, or whatever. Basically looking for polyps, these robots, I sound, it sounds like. Okay. Okay. Could go in through the ear and investigate what's going on in the ear ball. Ear ball? I don't know words. So it must only go so far in the butt. I would hope to so. To avoid any, A, uh, destruction of the person or being. Yeah. And then also because I would assume that if you got to like a certain point in your body, there would be like certain um, acids that might be acids, acids, mm-hmm. 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 acids in inside the body, like yeah. from the stomach or yeah. whatever that could destroy it. That's true. So it'd have to be something durable uh, in the butt and it would have to be um, very small. So it would have to be like <laughs> smaller, like very microscopic almost like some kind of you, you, like a microbot, like a micro robot. Yeah. Not just like a tiny a micro robot, a micro mm-hmm. dirty job bot. Okay. But yeah, it would have to be so tiny that it could go in and you wouldn't want to feel it as it was in there either. You know what I mean? No. You want to feel something climbing through your butthole? No. No. I don't think or so. Or in your intestines. I feel like something moving in there might cause like a like a reaction, like a like a uh something that you don't want to happen maybe in public. Poop? Poop. Poop your pants? Poop your pants. You don't want to poop your pants? You don't want to poop your pants at the doctor's yeah. office. Mm-hmm. Not again. Not again, Kevin. No. No. You've never pooped your pants. At the doctor's Not office. Not at the doctor's office. That's right. At the mall twice when I was a kid, yes. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, you're holding it for a long time and you just it just happens. Yeah. And then next thing you know, your mom takes you into the ladies' bathroom stall, sits you down while women are knocking on the door to try to get in because they got to pee, but you're waiting for your mom to bring you a fresh pair of jeans and underwear because mm-hmm. you shit them. Yeah. You shit them at the Rochester Mall. Yeah. 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 
that was good to get that out finally. I've never talked about that shame in public. <laughs> uh, well, you're the one who brought up butts, so I well, guess here we are. <laughs> talking freely. Talking freely about micro robots in butts. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. I mean, I think micro robots is it's a good uh, idea. I mean, maybe maybe putting them through the butt first is helpful to try to see if they will survive those conditions. As you mentioned, the acids and whatnots that happen in there. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know which is better. Through the butt or through the mouth? Through the downtown brown. (laughs) Or through your... Or through your upstairs frown. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Downtown brown or upstairs frown. Yeah. (laughs) Which, where's the advantage? I'm not sure. I don't know. But that was the name of a tag team in the 70s. Downtown brown and upside frown. Uptown frown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sure it was so kevin you're trying to tell me one of these is real yeah one of these is a real story from this week so retired homemaker becomes a zoom grandma zoom grandma it's coffee specific pizza coffee pizza and microbot microbot in your butt in your butthole you know what I feel like, I feel like the last one is the real headline. Hmm. The the last article, like the the one about the butthole. The one about the micro robot. Oh. Micro. I can see why you'd think that was a like a real one based on your reaction and how you couldn't read it. Well, I mean, that could be. I thought of something very funny and was having trouble saying it. <laughs> but you're right. That is the real story. <laughs> You guessed it. I feel like if you wrote something very funny, you would be way more proud. And mm. you would be like, this is, I'm laying this out. This is funny. And then you'd wait for the reaction. Yeah. I didn't expect to get the giggles during this and that's never <laughs> happened before, but I really couldn't control myself. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's from Adi.com. The ultimate challenge, world's first micro robot, micro robot to operate inside living butthole. So not the surfers. Funny you should say that, Tiff, because the first sentence of the story says, have you heard, ever heard of the band called the Butthole Surfers? <laughs> ah, that's so funny. <laughs> they were an offbeat alternative rock group, perhaps best known for their 1996 song Pepper, in addition to, shall we say, their imaginative name. But why are we bringing up this inappropriately named 30-year-old rock band, you might be wondering? Well, the answer is for science. 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 It seems a group of researchers from Purdue University have taken a page out of the Butthole Surfer's playbook. They've developed a micro-robot, a microbot that can effortlessly... They've developed a microbot that can effortlessly... They've developed a micro-robot that can... Effortlessly... Surf right up your butthole. Well, it's really more of a tumbling motion. And they've tested it on animals. Oh my gosh. But the point is, it's the first successful robot of its kind in the world. Are the animals okay? Well, no larger than the width of a few human hairs, the microbot has proven itself in both artificial test environments and inside a mouse and a pig's colon. This is the first time in known human history that such a device that is a tumbling microbot has performed successfully in a living organism. We're witnessing history here, folks. 
and it's all taking place inside a colon. It's a tiny acrobat. When we say the robot moves by tumbling, we mean that it propels itself forward by performing a series of tiny somersaults. If it helps, you can picture a tiny gymnast. I am. <laughs> I'm picturing a tiny gymnast. Doing their routine inside your butt. That looks like Mike Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> Since the he mo- looks weird in a leotard. <laughs> he's still got that little... But he's doing okay. He's still got that tan baseball cap on, too. Yeah, I feel like it's like one of those low-cut leotards, too, so like his chest hair is yeah. sticking out. Yeah. Very on-brand for yeah. Mike Rowe. Yeah. Uh, since the microbot is... Re- cap. <laughs> exactly. Since the microbot is ridiculously tiny, it can't really carry any battery with it, at least not the one made with current technology. Instead, it's controlled and powered wirelessly from outside the host body with a magnetic field. When we apply a rotating external magnetical field on the robots, they rotate just like a car tire would over the rough terrain. That's how they kind of get this thing to move inside the body. Okay. The magne- magnetic field also safely penetrates different types of mediums which is important for using these robots in the human body so does it talk about like what their intent is to do with this well it says difficult terrain is the next section of the article oh it says while the scientists perform their in vivo or oh While the scientists performed their in vivo or within a living body testing in the butt, that's not the only place they intended the machine to go. In their own words, they chose the colon to test due to its ease of access. Oh. Wow. For who? Yeah, they're talking clearly about the butthole in case you weren't clear. Uh, But that wasn't the only reason the researchers chose the colon. Second was that that particular environment is messy. And yes, they consider that a good thing. Moving a robot around the colon is like using a people walker in an airport to get to a terminal faster. Not only is the floor moving, but there's also people around you, said Louis Solorio, the assistant professor. In the colon, you have all these fluids and materials that are flowing along a path, but the robot is moving in the opposite direction. It's just, it's not an easy voyage. So that's why they decided to test it in there to oh. see if it kind of like a fish swimming upstream type situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's uh, pretty interesting, isn't it? So, so it's for science. It is for science. It was the butt was chosen for its difficult terrain, and one day we'll have little robots inside our bodies. The research team is doing all of this to get is not just doing this to shove tiny robots up animal bottoms, though. Good. It's intended to use the, it. This is for medical reasons. The final planned end use of the microbot is delivering drugs directly to impacted areas inside the body. While the testing is done on animals, they will eventually move on to human subjects. That's also the reason they chose pigs for the trials. Pig guts are apparently very similar to humans, according to the scientists. A lot of things about pigs are very similar to humans. Yeah. The research team coated the microbot with a fluorescent fake drug mixture to observe whether it could be delivered successfully. After it reached its intended destination, the drug slowly dissolved from the robot over, following, over the following hour. So you could like move a drug or something right to the area that needs it the most huh. and then allow it to kind of discharge its cargo and then you could bring this thing out of the body. I don't want to sound stupid, but like, isn't that like, mm, like suppositories, like the ones mm-hmm. that go in your butt. So it, there must be like a fast release advantage of going through the butt 
for that medicine, right? Uh, that could be. Is yeah. that what they're for? Well, I mean, I think in this case they're sending the they're sending the drug to other parts of the body, but other parts. Yeah, but I think you are right though because people get drunk through their buttholes. Yeah, so I think the body does absorb in a weird way in that area. There's like bad jokes about that in uh, New Girl, where right, right. where Cece's Russian roommate is like, "Cece, you drink with your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> They don't want to consume the calories. Isn't that strange that that can happen, that you can do that with your butt? That's so strange. It's strange that someone has figured that out. Yeah. Like, how did that butt happen? Chugging. Did you sit down on a saucer of vodka? Like, how did that happen? I don't know. You know what? Theater students, we just drank the old-fashioned way. I mean, we had a lot of pressure to look good, too, but didn't stop us from being hungover. <laughs> and that didn't stop me from putting tiny robots into my drinks. <laughs> At least I stayed in your own drinks. Yeah. Thanks for not being a weirdo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, um, I always support science. And as, as long as they're, they're finding out uh, good things out of this and the animals are not harmed in their experiments. Right. It's just a hair going in their butt. Yeah. That's got to be tickling. It probably does. A little yeah. bit. And the animal's like, "Woo, what's that? <laughs> I'll do it for science. Weird. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, good job, Kev. Thanks. I know it seemed like I guessed really easy, but like. It's okay. If you did, it's fine. It's. I definitely gave, I definitely lost it while I started reading it. <laughs> <laughs> it got me. It, that's never happened before. But, eh, whatever. It's all good. We had fun. It's very silly. Yeah. Your headlines for fun. Thanks. Breakfast pizza is always a good idea. Thank I you. think you've you've uh, developed something new here. I think so too. And grandmas, Zoom grandmas. Yeah. Hey, if you're a Zoom grandma, hit us up. Yeah. Let's be friends. I need a grandma. I. We both do. Yeah, I do. We. I as in both of us. Yeah. Yeah. We. That's the word. <laughs> well, great job this week, Tiff. That was a lot of fun. I had a good time. You too, my love. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I love you. I love you. And we love you guys. And we love everybody. Even though you're our fake friends, you are our fake friends. And uh, we want you to leave real reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. If you go there, hit the five-star review. Maybe say a little something or maybe no pressure. Yeah. Just hit the five stars. That's okay. That's all we need. That's all we care for. And maybe just pass the word on to your friends. Yeah. That's all. And where can your friends find us, Kevin? Well, you can go to fakeheadlinespodcast.com. You can go to Twitter at fakeheadpod, Facebook and Instagram at fakeheadlinespodcast. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of places. It's a lot of places. Yeah, and you can pretty much download us uh, anywhere. So. Yeah, if you want to go to, um, if you go to Fake Headlines Podcast on Instagram, our LinkedIn bio will link you to all the places that you can find our show all over the World Wide Web. You can also go to anchor.fm and type in Fake Headlines Podcast. You'll see lots of links there as well to various outlets, uh, Google uh, radio public, all kinds of wacky overcast yeah. anywhere you want. iHeart radio. Yeah. Everywhere. There's a million places to everywhere, listen to us. We make Spotify. Yeah. Or, yeah. Check out Spotify where uh, Spotify has been really growing their, uh, podcast area and lots of cool stuff going on over there. So check it out over there. It's very easy. If you're listening to us on Apple podcasts and you don't normally, it's not something you normally like, just go to Spotify. Most people are listening to music on Spotify. Listen to podcasts there now. It's great. Cool. Super easy. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. And you can email us at fakeheadlinespodcast at gmail.com if you come across a wacky article or you have anything to share with us. 
And one last thing. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Do something fun and spooky. Yeah. That's safe within your home. And also doing something uh, fun and spooky. Go out and vote. Yeah. We need you to vote. And uh, if you want, tag us in your vote pictures. Tag us in your Halloween pictures. I love jack-o'-lanterns. Show me your jack-o'-lanterns that you've carved. Or maybe your friends carved. Or maybe that you've painted. I was always a kid who liked to paint my Jack Lanterns. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you know what it is? It's like when I was a kid, I didn't like sitting outside because it was always really cold in October. Yeah. It's cold right now. And sitting outside, my hands would get so damn cold carving out a pumpkin. So I wouldn't yeah. want to do it. So I bypassed all of it and just painted it instead. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So I love you, you spooky friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week. <laughs> and bye. Ooh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> bye.